Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. Seriously, being a parent is like being an athlete. There's not enough hours in the day, is there? I just need your help. Supermom, trying to juggle it all. <laughs> One of the things that I've found the most difficult since having my second child is managing the emotional juggle. And by that I mean sharing my love evenly, equally, and when all my family needs it. Because if you have a family, you'll know that emotional needs can often come from everyone at once. And of course, you have emotional needs too. So how do we juggle all of this? How do we meet the needs of those we care about and our own needs to help us find some kind of balance? We've got Amy Taylor-Kabaz in the studio. She's a life coach, meditation teacher, author of Happy Mama, The Guide to Finding Yourself Again, and I should also add is qualified because she has herself a partner and three children. I sure do. <laughs> Hi, Amy. How Hi, are you? Thank you. Good. So children need our love, our attention, our patience, but so do our partners. And I'm often finding that I do that with my kids and I allow them that because I feel developmentally they're young, their brains are immature, they need me more. And so they (laughs) suck up all of my patience and by the time my poor old hubby comes up to me and asks me something that I find a little bit in, you know bit too much. I just don't have the same patience. I mean, how do you, how do you maintain that patience for everyone? Mm. There's two things I want to share on this. First of all, I think when we finally get the kids to bed at the end of the day, or even if it's just a day sleep, or whenever you get a moment where they're done, (laughs) and it might be only a few moments before they need you again, it's really important to stop and think about yourself. Because what happens is, I've seen this so many times, and I do it in my own life if I'm not conscious of it, is that the kids, the three kids will be asleep, I'll walk downstairs, and I'll go straight to the washing up. Or I'll go straight to the washing or I'll go straight to the next thing on the to-do list. And so when my husband comes in and starts talking to me, I'm like, buddy, I have no space for that right now. I haven't even stopped to breathe. I can't support you right now. I'm still doing this. What we really need to do is kind of segment our lives a little bit more because there are so many demands on us. So when you do have those moments where they're quiet, they're asleep or something, you know, has opened up for you, you really need to stop thinking about your to-do list and looking around the house at the next fire to put out. This is what we do as women. We kind of scan the horizon for the next thing we need to do. It's this, it's a learned habit of never being able to stop. So by the time our partner comes to us, we're tapped out. I used to have a beautiful client who said to me, Amy, by the end of the day, I am touched out because my kids have been all over me all day and then he walks in and there is no way I want another person to touch me. It's been too much all day. So I think the first thing we really need to do is give ourselves those little bits of space. The second thing that was life-changing in my own relationship and the way that I talk to mamas around this is often our partners want to give to us and as women we receive that but most of us think 
that what our partners are doing is asking for more from us. We have to give to them. Oh, great, I've been giving to the kids all day and now I need to give to you. What, you're another person on my to-do list? It's kind of that feeling somewhere in the back of our mind maybe, but it's there. If you for a moment think about it that he is wanting to give to you, to support you, to show you um, his support and emotional availability rather than asking more from you, then it changes the way you look at it. You look at it as receiving you're empty. You've been looking after the kids all day. There's been so much on your plate. This isn't something else you have to do. You can just sit there and be. And I think that was a really big game changer to stop thinking of it as another thing I have to do today and instead receiving it. It's just this slight mindset change, but it's huge. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Amy Taylor-Kabaz. She's the author of Happy Mama, The Guide to Finding Yourself Again. And you can also hear Amy every uh, weekday after Kindling Conversation where she leads us through a very gentle meditation. Um, Another thing that this is really what I find challenging is that I know that children thrive when they have one-on-one time with you. You see it. They just love it so much. Have you got any tips on how to find those moments? If you have more than one child, possibly you're working, possibly you have other commitments, but all it takes is adding one more to the mix and all of a sudden it feels like it's impossible to get time alone with them. I mean, do you have any tips on how you can find those moments with your children? Yes. There was a beautiful interview I saw with Jada Pinkett Smith. I know, random mention of a Hollywood <laughs> superstar right now. but it, She had a said if I was in conversation with, yes. I was like, well, that's a good name, though. <laughs> one day. One, one day, day I'll be able to say that. Yep. But sh- there was a beautiful interview, and if anyone is listening who wants to see it, if you Google Jada Pinkett Smith on motherhood, it's an amazing interview. And she shared this tip. I saw it years ago, and I still do it, which is – First thing in the morning or as early as you can, and I often do it before I open my eyes if I'm awake um, and just lying there, she goes through in her mind each of her children and then her husband and then herself and asks herself for each of them, what does so-and-so need today? And just sit and wait and hear. And what does so-and-so need today? And what does my husband need today? And then what do I need today? Because so often we focus on the doing with our children. You know, today's swimming lessons and today's this and we've got to take our library books and we've got to go in for this activity. But if you, when you sit quietly and you can do it in the shower and ask yourself, think about that particular child and what do they need? Sometimes the answer is they really need to go slow today. They're too busy. I can see they're exhausted. And then you might think of your next child and, and ask yourself that question and they really need to run Okay, so they really, they've just been bottled up for too long or they really need a hug or they really need to be reassured around this. Then your partner is a completely different question. Maybe they just need you to show that they, you support them and then ask yourself. Because what we, all we need to do, uh, aware parenting, conscious parenting research has shown, our children only need eight minutes of our fully present time per day. Wow. <laughs> Eight minutes is all, but we're talking nothing else. You are not thinking about your email list. You are not folding the washing. You're not doing anything else. If you can give each of your children eight minutes of complete and full attention so they are seen and heard and understood, 
then you're nailing it. Great. That's good to know. So if you can just sit and ask yourself once a day, if possible, if not a couple of times a week, what do they need? What's that eight minutes that I can do for them? You will be amazed at the difference it will make. Such a good tip. Okay. So um, partnerships, as we've mentioned before, always work better when you have that time alone, that adult time. But Sometimes it's hard to imagine getting that time when you can't afford a babysitter. Often when our children are young, our incomes have shrunk because someone's got less time at work or whatever it might be. Have you got any tips on how to find those moments with your partner, like that time together? Yeah, I think we have to be really strict with ourselves on this. I really do. I've been a parent for 10 years now and I know without doubt that unless we set it in the calendar, talk about it, promise each other we're going to make it happen, it is so easy to turn on Netflix and switch our brains off and then just fall into bed at the end of the night. We have to set it in stone. Otherwise, it won't get done. We're just too exhausted and there's too much going on. So, you know, in an ideal world, I think a weekly date night at home where TV doesn't go on or you choose a beautiful movie to watch together, but there's a connection there that you really hold the space for each other, that it's not just tomorrow's swimming carnival, are you going to be able to pick up the kids because I have to have this meeting, that this is really a checking in with each other. And we don't need to go out. I know when my kids were really little, and one of them still is, I was too tired to get dressed up and go to a restaurant. I mean, yes, we couldn't afford it, but I didn't want to either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think we can really just honour that space between us by staying at home. One of us cooks, the other turns the music on, you get a nice bottle of wine or whatever it is that signifies this is our time and really stick to it, schedule it into your calendar, talk about what you need. It's the only way to survive. I I had once said to my husband, we get monthly date nights or we're going to have to pay for Mm counselling. And yes, it slipped off the calendar. We did okay for about six months, but then I think summer's a great time for date nights. If you live somewhere where you can, even if you can get someone to mind the kids in the afternoon, we, we once, the best date we ever had was we walked to the beach, which was about half hour walk from our house had a swim in the ocean (laughs) for five minutes or 10 minutes we didn't have to stay in until we were freezing cold and we didn't have to worry about kids drowning and we just had the most beautiful afternoon doing the most normal thing and all it cost was for a babysitter for once and I think this is the other thing that we really need to be aware of date days are really great when your kids are little because they can go to a friend's house or maybe, I know my son, he didn't sleep through the night or go to bed for anybody else until he was like three. So I was never confident about going out at night. Nobody else could put him to sleep and if he woke up, I used to have to come home in the middle of dinner anyway. Whereas he's happy to go and play with the neighbor's kids for an hour and a half and you can do exactly what you say. Just walk around, go see a movie. It doesn't have to be this big romantic roses in the middle of the table, for goodness sake. It's just this space where you connect to each other again. And day dates just feel so delicious because oh. it's so unusual. <laughs> it's like, I'm free. And my tip is if you can come back home after the dinner and bath routine and you walk in and there are your children waiting in their jammies, ready for a cuddle and a good night, that is the best feeling. The, that is the bomb. <laughs> that is a bomb. And look, finally, before we wrap up, um, of course, once you get through everything, it becomes 
what about me? What about me time? And uh, I was talking to my sister about this recently and she said, everyone keeps telling me, go to yoga, have some me time, do this. And she's got two kids, they're young, she works as a freelancer and just says, you know, it's just not possible at the moment. It's not possible for me to have this so-called me time, um, which I know a lot of parents of young children will feel. How do you actually give yourself that space that might be... I don't know, going shopping or window shopping it could be or, you know, reading your book. I haven't done that in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, reading a book. I think it's a really important point. For for a really long time, self-care for mums in particular was somehow tied up with this image of getting a manicure or a pedicure or going to the day spa. This is not what self-care for me is about. Self-care is an awareness of yourself and taking care of yourself. And self-care might be sitting down to eat your lunch. And if, for example, the story of your sister, if she's a freelancer at home, I bet you she's just shoveling that food in, in between while sending emails and folding washing. And it's just this unconscious unawareness of yourself and what you require during the day. And You get to the end of the day and you snap at your kids, but you realize if you think about it, that's because you haven't sat down and finished even a drink of water without rushing and doing the next thing. So when you're really in the throes of that early parenthood and you are juggling so much, I think self-care has to be tiny. Yes, once a month to go and do something on your own is really important and try and book that in. But if every day you can just consciously stop As you know, Siobhan, we do a three-minute meditation in my program. This is three minutes that all it's it's all it takes to actually just think about yourself, and it is life-changing. So if you can have these little moments through your day where, actually, I'm going to sit down and have that cup of tea. Actually, I'm going to stay in the shower for two more minutes and just let the water run over myself rather than jumping out and quickly and quickly and quickly and quickly. It's an awareness of yourself that we need to start cultivating when our kids are really little because otherwise we get into this habit of always putting ourselves last and that's when we burn out. Amy, thank you so much for talking to us today. You're welcome. That's Amy Taylor-Kabaz. She's a life coach and author of Happy Mama, The Guide to Finding Yourself Again. And as I mentioned earlier, you can hear Amy's dulcet tones every weekday after kindling conversation as she leads us through some very gentle and easy meditations. We're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.